Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Welcome to R slash Today I F'd Up, where OP accidentally gives away $15,000. Today I effed up by donating $15,000 to a poor community in Bangladesh instead of the $150 donation that I intended. My wife and I, who are both 31, moved into a new three-unit apartment building in San Francisco. One of our neighbors is a 70-something-year-old retired veteran, Joe. For context, Joe is a white American guy, and he's also a devout Hindu priest. One day I run into Joe in my hallway, and he tells me about this charity he manages for a community in Bangladesh. I wanted to support my neighbor in the charity, so I asked Joe to send me the GoFundMe link. The next day at work, I go to the GoFundMe page and donate 150 bucks, or so I thought. Moments later, I get a text on my phone warning me of an unusually large transaction on my credit card. I'm confused and swipe to open the text message. It says that I made a payment of $15,041 to GoFundMe. Immediately, I'm sweating. How could I have donated $15,000? I spend the next 10 to 15 minutes retracing my steps, and finally, I realize my credit card starts with the numbers 4 and 1. It seems that I had accidentally started typing my credit card information while my cursor was still in the donation box, and just like that, 150 became 150.41. Yikes! I call GoFundMe support line in a panic, and when I finally contact with a human, I explain what happened. No need to worry, he tells me. They'll initiate a refund of the transaction, which should be processed in 3-7 to business days. That's a huge relief. But then I asked the agent if the charity will be able to see the donation on the GoFundMe page until it's refunded. What do you mean? The agent asks me. What do you mean, what do I mean? Was my response. Will they be able to see the $15,041 donation? Unfortunately, yes, the agent tells me. They will be able to see it until the refund process is complete. I tell him that's a big problem, as the entire GoFundMe has hardly raised that much at that point. Surely they'll notice their fundraiser doubling overnight. My plan was to knock on Joe's door the following morning and give him the full story so that he could pass it along to his contacts in Bangladesh. But when I woke up the next morning, I looked at my phone and saw that I had 40 plus notifications on Facebook. Someone had sent me a friend request, had liked many of my old posts, and had sent me many messages. Immediately, I was concerned when I saw that the individual messaging me had a Hindu name, but I never could have imagined what I saw when I opened his first message. 
The man had sent me a video of himself from Bangladesh, surrounded by dozens of impoverished and hungry people holding bags of food, thanking me, by name, Michael, for my generous donation. A big round of applause for Michael! Yay! At that point, I've leapt out of my bed and I'm pacing. Part of me wants to scream. Part of me wants to crack up laughing. I start swiping through the man's messages, and it's picture after picture after picture of poor Bangladeshis thanking me for my kind donation. Literally hundreds of photos of frail, elderly, disabled, and malnourished individuals holding signs with my name. Thank you, Michael. I've uploaded a portion of the video and a few photos for you guys to see here. Uh, yeah, OP has the videos, and this is... Oh man, this is rough. It is very, very clear from these photos that these people do need all the help they can get. Needless to say, I couldn't live with myself just donating $150 after seeing how the community responded to $15,000. I decided the least that I could do was add a zero, and so I donated $1,500 once the original donation was refunded. The charity's host was incredibly gracious and understanding, so he explained to me that 1500 goes very far in Bangladesh for urgent food relief. Here's the charity's new GoFundMe link if you want to check it out. Ultimately, I think the whole experience was a win-win. I helped a great cause and got a funny story out of it. And if anyone wants to check out their GoFundMe, I'll add the link to the description of this video. Oh hey, there's an update! Last week, I posted one of my life's most embarrassing stories on Today I Effed Up about the typo that caused me to donate $15,000 to the Bangladesh charity instead of the $150 donation I intended. At the time of my Reddit post, the charity's latest campaign had approximately $12,500 from 26 total donations. My neighbor, the organizer of the charity, had told me the charity was running on fumes and looking to cancel some of its programs. Of course, I'd hoped that some Redditors might read my story and decide to help the charity, but I never could have expected the overwhelming reaction nor the incredible generosity of the Reddit community. Watch this post blow up and a ton of Redditors donate was one of the first comments the post received on Reddit. And that's exactly what happened. Over Memorial Day weekend, the charity raised over $55,000 from over 2,100 new donations. On Saturday, I had to explain Reddit to my 77-year-old neighbor and to the charity's team leader in Bangladesh. He called it Rebbit, as you can see in my pics. They were absolutely blown away by the reaction. Truly, they view it as a miracle. I received the following message from my neighbor. Without a doubt, this is the biggest wave of support to arrive since we started. Doors that were closed can now be opened. Plans that were parked can now be put in motion. There's so much that we can now accomplish. All due to your idea to post what happened a while ago. Abundant resources require an equal level of responsibility, no less. I'm committed to see that these funds are applied carefully and continue to make a difference to those who need it most. Sometimes, things just seem to work out for a reason. One Reddit donor commented, Michael may have screwed up his donation, but hopefully his TFU on Reddit has fixed that somewhat. Thanks to Reddit, the Bangladesh community will receive roughly four times the amount of the original donation that I'd refunded. It's awesome that Reddit is stepping up to help, but as a member of the YouTube and podcast community, I feel like I also have to step up. So I'm donating $1,000 to the charity, and I'm hoping some of my fans donate as well. 
You can find the link to the charity down in the description. Today I effed up by selling the Switch my grandpa bought me so I could do something thoughtful for my girlfriend. My grandpa surprised me with a brand new Switch last year. This was two weeks before he died. The mischievous smile that he had when showing it to me will be forever ingrained in my heart. My grandpa took me in when he noticed how neglectful and abusive my mom was. He just showed up, packed my bags, and sternly told my mom that he was taking me and my mom didn't argue. It was the happiest day of my life. He didn't have much, but he showered me with so much love. He meant the world to me, so that switch had high sentimental value. It was also my very first switch. Anyway, I started dating my girlfriend earlier this year. She's my first serious girlfriend, and it's been amazing. We're high school seniors, but I could definitely see myself marrying her. About a week ago, she wasn't herself, and she told me that her grandma was in the hospital and she couldn't go see her because she didn't have any money. It didn't look like her grandma was going to make it, and she was afraid that she would die without saying goodbye. I spent a few days contemplating on how to help her. I didn't get the chance to say goodbye to my own grandpa because I was at school when he died, so I know that pain. I gave it a lot of thought. Then I decided that maybe I could sell my Switch. It would probably mean everything to my girlfriend. It was an easy choice, but I did it, then gave her the money. She left to go see her grandma, and after that, I couldn't reach her. I understood that she had a lot going on, so I waited for her to contact me. The following day, I saw her friend's Instagram stories. They were at a music festival hanging out with some random guys and my girlfriend was there. I didn't know how to confront her, so I just blocked her on everything. Too long, didn't read. I sold a very sentimental item to do something thoughtful for my girlfriend and I regret it. Opie, I really don't think that you should regret this because it seems like your grandfather has a supernatural ability to protect you from toxic women. First he did it with your mom, then he did it from beyond the grave with your toxic girlfriend. You said you were thinking of marrying this girl? OP, your grandpa and your grandpa Switch did you a huge favor here. Cut your losses, buy some flowers for your grandpa's grave, and move on, my friend. Honestly, it's difficult to over-exaggerate just how toxic someone has to be to manipulate their boyfriend into thinking that their grandma is dying to get money for a music festival when you know that this person has trauma about their dead grandpa. Opie, man, you dodged a bullet, my friend. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot RS. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Today I effed up by injuring a heart surgeon in the middle of heart surgery. I'm an assistant in heart surgery. 
I work with over a dozen different surgeons. I work with one doctor who's like an OG heart surgeon. He's been around forever, seen it all, done it all, nothing really bothers him. He's very quiet and reserved during surgery. I'm new here, so I'm really trying to make a good impression. The surgery that I worked on before the surgery with this doctor was literally the smoothest case I've ever assisted. I was truly a step ahead during the entire surgery, and the surgeon didn't have to ask me for anything because I was already doing it. It felt so great. So when I saw that my assignment was to work with this doctor, I was super pumped to get a chance to build on how great the previous case went. So there we are in the middle of surgery. The heart is arrested and diastole. The heart-lung machine is cycling the blood instead, and we have the heart literally cut open to replace a valve. Right in the middle of placing the valve sutures into the heart, he hands me two of them, and I went to place a hemostat clamp on the outside of the open chest, like I had with the rest of them. This is a routine and imprecise move, so I was kind of nonchalant about it. Unfortunately, the surgeon pulled his hand back right as I went to clamp, and I clamped a mother-effing metal clamp onto his pinky knuckle. He lurched back and screamed in pain, looked at me and said, What the F did you do that for? I was speechless, being totally caught off guard. Obviously, I hadn't done it on purpose. This reserved and quiet surgeon pulled off his glove, which was now contaminated with his own blood, and spiked it onto the floor like he had just scored a touchdown at the Super Bowl. Then he ripped off his other glove and stormed out of the room. The entire room was pin drop quiet. What do we do with this guy's open chest and open heart without a heart surgeon? What happens now? My career flashed before my eyes. My ears burned like lit sparklers and sweat started running down my neck. My surgical goggles started fogging up. For a second, I felt like I was going to pass out. But 30 seconds later, we heard the surgeon slamming the metal panel on the scrub sink and we knew that he was scrubbing back in. He came back in the room a few minutes later, clearly red hot mad. But then he went right back to work and finished the case without a single word about what happened. When he was getting ready to leave the room, I apologized sincerely, which he kind of resentfully accepted. Opie, um, <laughs> I've read a lot of embarrassing posts on here, and it's pretty rare that I feel secondhand embarrassment from a post because I get kind of used to it. You know, you get a thick skin after reading so many stories, but this story... Oof, it was rough to get through OP. I felt embarrassed for you. You injured the hands of a, <laughs> of a world-class heart surgeon in the middle of a heart operation. Um, OP, I hope you don't get fired, but if you do get fired, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, OP adds a pretty brief update. The surgeon was fine. He just had the side of his knuckle pinched by the hemostat hard enough to tear the skin a little. I love my job so much, and I'm pretty good at it. We've worked together since then, and it never even came up because he trusts my skill set. Today I effed up by complaining about a lift incident, and then getting doxxed by their official account after hitting the front page. You may have seen my original post this morning about how I had a lift driver pressuring me to give him my personal phone number and email address before my ride. I felt unsafe and cancelled. Even after escalating, Lyft refused to refund me. Only after my post hit 3 million views did they suddenly try to call me and they offered me my $5 refund. But get this, 
Suddenly, I'm getting tagged, and I discovered that their official account has posted for the first time in ages and doxed me in the thread. Instead of tagging my username, since I posted anonymously, their post read, Dear, my real name. And here's the kicker, that's normally a bannable offense. Instead, the comment was removed by the moderators from the thread, but it hasn't been removed from their profile, nor has their profile been banned as a normal user would be. It's still up. I'm not sure what to do to get it removed. Any media I can contact to put pressure on Lyft? Then OP posted an update. After five hours, they removed my real name. One of their executives just emailed me to inform me that they removed it and suggested that I could delete my Lyft account. I suggested they clean up their PR and social media teams because they're not doing so well today. For your amusement, this Lyft executive was one of their top executives, and she was located in the central time zone, so she was doing this at 11 p.m. at night. Sounds like they're finally awake and paying attention. Then OP posted another update. The customer service rep, the same one who doxxed me, who insisted that he wanted to speak to me on the phone, did not in fact call me at the appointed time. Of course, it's entirely possible that he woke up no longer employed by Lyft. Okay, so I'm guessing what happened here is they just have one random person in charge of monitoring the Reddit account, and they saw that <laughs> and they saw that OP's post was going viral, and that pissed them off because it gave them work to deal with. So their response, idiotically, was try to dox OP, which backfired spectacularly, and they got fired for it, as they should be. So yeah, OP, this is a tifu for you, but it's much more of a tifu for the guy who doxed you. What makes this so bad is that OP canceled the original Lyft just because the person was trying to get her personal information, so Lyft responds by broadcasting her personal information across the internet. That was r slash today I effed up, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.